and welcome to Tarot Bites. I'm Teresa Reed, the Tarot Lady. I'm the author of Tarot No Questions Asked, Master in the Art of Intuitive Reading, and Tarot for Kids. I'm also your host of this podcast series. This is episode 217 of Tarot Bites, the podcast where I dish out short, entertaining, bite-sized lessons on how to read tarot. And for today's episode, our topic is how to overcome creative blocks with oracle and tarot cards. And my special guest is none other than Chrisanne Donnelly. Welcome, Chrisanne. Hi, I'm so excited to be here with you. Well, I'm excited to talk to you. I'm such a fan of your work and your dear friend. And so many people love, love, love your decks. You are just such an incredible artist. Uh, Your decks are beautiful. They're very, I mean, I think that's why a lot of people like to use them on Instagram. They just pop, they stand out. And so you constantly seem to to be producing something cool. I mean, it's like, oh, my God, another deck? Wait, didn't you just put that out there? <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, the thing I have to ask you right off the bat, um, have you ever been creatively blocked or is your muse always singing? Oh, I 100% get blocked. I do. Yes. Um, not very often. And when I do, it's usually a doozy, you know, because my because I will be like in creative production mode for like five years. And then all of a sudden I need to take a year off because wow. I'm... I'm tired. I've, I've expended too much energy in production and I'm just creatively, um, you know, it's like the cup really gets pretty dry creatively sometimes. And, uh, I'm going through such a moment at the moment, you know, just as serendipity would have it. And so I'm actually doing one of my tactics (laughs) to get that cup going again. Um, I'm in school again. So once it, once every eight years or so, I just, really starting to notice a pattern. I go back to take some college or university courses and it's just sort of like new ingredients. I need a little bit of, you know, creativity is all about connections in the brain. So learning something new that is totally different than what I am doing right prior to going into school, always just then the muse comes back full force. Like I've already got, you know, it's I've been in school since September and we're two months in and already <laughs> the back of my mind is like, don't you want to quit school and do this thing? <laughs> I love that. I find too, for me, you know, I, I read a lot and I read things that have nothing to do with tarot. I read a lot of things that have absolutely zilch to do with tarot. And I find that that's one way to really get my brain kicking into different directions. Yeah. Uh, otherwise, you know, it's so easy, especially if you do something all the time, whether it's art, whether it's writing like I do. And I, write about metaphysical things, you can absolutely find yourself getting bored with it or just feeling like I've hit a wall. I don't have any more to say on this. And then the muse really doesn't want to cooperate. Absolutely. Yes. So how, how can artists use tarot and Oracle cards to get unblocked? I mean, you say you go to school to get unblocked, but what about tarot and Oracle? Absolutely. So there are a million different things that you can use, um, a million different ways that you can use tarot or oracle decks to kind of um, jumpstart that creativity or that. And I use them for creative fodder all of the time. And that is, um, you know, I think it depends on what kind of emotional or what kind of creative block we're dealing with, because some of them are emotional. You know, some of the creative blocks are a little more about fear of putting something out or trying to, you know, understand how a certain project or a certain endeavor will be delivered and accepted. And, you know, there's all that. So, I mean, it really depends if you're, if, 
if you are kind of doing the emotional block or maybe it's a mental block and you know you're locked in one way of thinking or you're stuck in analysis paralysis and all of that stuff then i think we can use tarot sort of in a more traditional way just to you know do the the standard three card spread and what's going on with me and and what do i need to know at this time to move forward but the way that i really love to use tarot when i am feeling a little bit not necessarily fully stuck when things just kind of stagnate a little bit and I start to kind of feel a bump in the creative in the in my creative well I will use it as sort of an inspiration guide you know like pulling pulling cards and and using them in new ways I'm going to pull cards one day and say it doesn't matter what card I pull I'm going to use the colors on that card and that's what that's what I'm using and that's what I'm creating with and whether it you know a painter could do this or a designer or someone who's if you're doing a post online, you know, you could use just, I'm pulling the colors and I'm going to force those colors to show up in a certain way. And that's always going to come. It's going to turn into something that I haven't done before. If I'm forcing myself, you know, mm -hmm. the same thing with posts or with um, emails, or if I need to even sometimes with marketing and I feel a little bit stuck, sometimes I'll pull a card and say, whatever card it is, I'm going to, Look at those keywords, and one of those keywords has to be in the post. Wow, I love that. I love using it for writing in that way. So that's really, you know, something I think a lot of us creative types find tarot is quite good for that. Yeah. Um, do you think tarot or oracle cards? Which one's better for this, in your opinion? Ooh, that is, you know. It, I think it depends on the reader. For me, I will, I mean, Oracle cards are just so open. So you, there's just a whole world of, you can kind of pick a, a totally, you can pick a theme kind of that is more aligned with whatever it is that you're creating and they would work beautifully that way. And uh, tarot works really well for it too. The only thing I find when I'm doing this sort of force fitting of tarot together, because tarot is so near and dear to my heart, I have my own keywords that, Maybe I've used, because you do it enough and you start to, you know, you kind of have the same thing come up over time. So I will um, either go for an Oracle deck or a tarot deck that has nothing to do with the work that I'm doing. You know, like Ooh. I like, I like decks that are really nothing like mine. I, you know, that's so interesting because one of the things that I like to tell people who get into an intuitive rut with their readings is look, if you are like stuck and your deck is no longer talking to you, get a deck that you're really unfamiliar with something you've never worked before with before something that's sitting in the bottom of a drawer, pull that out, dust it off. That will make your intuition work because suddenly you don't have those rote meanings to uh, rely on that. You know, we all do have those meanings for the cards. So I think that's so interesting that you said that because I do the same thing for intuition when intuition is not speaking. Yeah, exactly. And like, I mean, when we think as a creative who, who works in the realm of intuition, I kind of, you know, for me, what's the difference between creativity and intuition? Their line is pretty blurred. So it's very similar as, you know, as far as, you know, jumping into a new deck for intuition and jumping into a new deck for new creative juices, you know, to get new ideas happening. Because in my, you know, if it's something I, I really, when I am reading on my own, I'll read for other people with my deck, but if I am, um, or any one of the decks, but if I am reading for myself, I don't use my own deck. 
Really? No, 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 I, I can't. <laughs> Sometimes, well, that's but... <laughs> fascinating to me. I love that. But do you feel that by using your own deck, it's kind of like, okay, we're getting stuck in just my own thinking. So I've got to use a different deck for me because that is going to be the thing again, that gets it speaking to me. Yes. Yeah, for sure. And because sometimes there'll be a, a card that maybe I, I, I pull it and I look at it and you know, I remember all of the symbolism that I put into it and I just get stuck in my own, for sure, my own narrative, my own way of thinking. But also sometimes there are cards that were difficult to create. And then I'll remember sitting at the computer or like, oh gosh, my hermit and the lightseers didn't show up for months and months and months. And so whenever I pull the hermit card, as much as I love it, I remember the sensation of when is the hermit going to show up? <laughs> yeah. So when you are creating your tarot decks, this is, of course, something I got very curious about. Well, how does a tarot deck creator create a tarot deck when tarot, when you're not getting any tarot ideas or any new ideas? I mean, what do you do then? <laughs> well, I mean, I'm sure there's, I, I can't be the only person. I mean, for sure, I've pulled cards to help me with cards. Like, that's a little, that's very meta, but I've done it time and time again, you know. And um, And sometimes it's just, I need to kind of step away from the world of tarot, go outside and start to, you know, just rely on that sort of the world is my Oracle using intuition mm. in a different way. And, you know, hoping that I'll go out and I'm going to go for a long walk in nature and I'm going to get something, you know? So, so I definitely, what, yeah. Yeah. So what, okay. Let's say you're, you're totally blocked. You've gone out in nature, you've taken a class, you've pulled every tarot card on the deck and still you're not getting anything. Has that ever happened to you? And if so, I mean, what would be your advice for somebody if suddenly none of these techniques are working? Yeah, when it's when it's something where none of the techniques are working, that's when my mind goes to those, okay, this is not a creative block. This is either emotional, this is an emotional block, this is a mental block, this is um, potentially a personal problem, you know? Sometimes, you know, even sometimes creative blocks we, we think they're creative blocks. And sometimes it's just a block between communication, especially if you're working in a team or you're working with someone else or you're working with a publishing company or whatever it is, you know, sometimes the blocks that we chalk up to, oh, it's a creative block is actually, wait a second, the communication is not working. So whenever I do all of the, you know, I do all of the different strategies and they're not working, then I immediately go to, okay, I need to start thinking about you know, where my responsibility lies in this. It's not just like the whims of the muse or the whims of the universe, because I don't feel myself when I don't feel creative. And so when I don't feel creative and I've kind of tried to kickstart it a couple of times and definitely I go to, you know, what's the fear that's that for, for me, it's often fear. I, I am a person that lives with quite a lot of fear in my life, you know, and I kind of push through it anyways, but I just, I, I carry more fear than some people. And uh, so for me, it's usually fear, you know, for other people, it may be being liked or whatever, you know, there's always those, those, those worries that we, that we carry along. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Um, so here's another question I have. So again, let's say we're creatively blocked. We want to use tarot or Oracle cards. I mean, do you have a specific ritual? Do you have a specific question you ask, or you just randomly pull a card? I mean, what's your advice on that? You know, of course, it depends on time and space and headspace. And I'm so, um, I'm not very consistent with how I read for myself or even my own creative rituals. I just tend to be a person that changes a lot of things a lot of time. I get bored really quite, I get, I get bored. So I always need to change something up. 
for me, I'll often, um, you know, make sure that my energy is in the right space. That's so important, you know, because if you're going to sit with it with a card <laughs> and, you know, you're going in with this mindset of like, I'm blocked and now I want to know how to get unblocked. I often think that I need to kind of switch up my energy before I do that, that reading, because when it's mm-hmm. for me, for this particular topic, I'm, you know, I don't want to be so pulled into the, oh, I'm not feeling creative, you know, because it can be a story we tell ourselves. Yes. So it's often like this. So I want to switch up the energy for me right now over the last year and a half, it's been actually physically moving. So I'm either needing to do something like I need to dance, put on my favorite tunes, even if it's just one song, just to change the energy, feel like, okay, I'm feeling good. Put on my favorite tunes from high school, whatever it is that day, you know, (laughs) get myself in a space where I'm feeling a little bit better. And then, because if I'm not, like, if I'm asking this question, I'm not in the greatest headspace. And so then sit down at the cards. And often then it will be, um, if I have the time, if I have the time, I will, um, you know, it's it's not really how to get, un- I, if I ask myself how to get creatively unblocked, I don't seem to get the answer. It's just more like a very open, what do I need to know right now? What do I need mm-hmm. to focus on? What do I need to see? And then if I have the time and I can sit afterwards and do either pathworking or a guided meditation or, you know, sit with the card or just sit and um, journal and have a conversation with the characters on the card, mm-hmm. you know, using cards in a way to flip the switch is it, it can be such a fantastic process. You know, this is where I would go to sometimes it's not even a card pull. I'm just going to keep, keep rolling with this. Cause there's something, you know, there's, there's sometimes where I would, um, where I would, ask the question and, you know, do a typical reading where you're pulling a random card. But sometimes if I know where the block is, then especially when it's around a particular project, I will want to know, you know, maybe what different archetypes have to say about it. So there's, there's, you know, we can, we can play with that too, how we read and say, I'm really having trouble and I'm not feeling, you know, maybe I need more full energy in a product, in a, in a, in a project. So pull out a deck that maybe I haven't worked with very often find the fool, look at the fool, ask the fool, you know, how do you see this, right? As if I'm, you know, speaking to myself from that perspective, from that energy, it's kind of like trying on a new identity or a new hat. And it seems sort of abstract, but it is a fantastic way to get different perspectives on the same problem. I love that. It's, it's, you're channeling the energy, putting on that different identity. So that's really, really such a cool technique. Um, and you've got a new deck that just came out, you know, the Tarot of Curious Creatures. So, of course, I do want to ask about this. You know, what was your inspiration? Did you get blocked when you were working on this deck? Were there parts of this that were really hard? It's such a charming, beautiful deck, by the way. And I love animals. So, <laughs> of course, and I love animals and clothes. So, this is a deck that I've just been enjoying getting to know. So, again, I just want to know, what's, what's the creative inspiration? Did you get blocked? What were any challenges you had with making this deck and how did you work through those? So my biggest inspiration for the deck, I mean, I started it uh, over the holidays, 2019, we had teenage nephews in the house. And so that whole, there was a whole new energy in our, in our home. You know, you have two teenage boys in the house for a month. They were here to snowboard, you know, they visited from Chile, came to the snow and um, just going out snowboarding with them and the, their silliness and their laughter and, you know, just how lightly they just live life. You know what I mean? They're just, 
it's just a different energy. And so that deck was started when they were visiting. So I'm sure that it has a lot to do with the energy that they brought to the house. And um, the deck happened fairly quickly up front. You know, we, I have an, an assistant that I work with. And so we were, you know, oh, what animals could we use for each card? This is a lot of fun. Let's, let's, let's dive into the idea of this deck. But then it got stuck probably about three quarters of the way in because I really started to question, you know, it's so different than the other work that I've done. Mm-hmm. And it because is. Because it is. Because it's playful and it's silly and it's, but it's, I mean, it's still, you can still use it. It's a fantastic deck, but I, um, I mean, you can still use it for the deeper questions is what I want to say, but it also has this like playfulness to it. And I really thought, would the, you know, I started to question, will the audience that I have been connected to over the past five years, since I've been putting decks out, will they get it? Will they, will they understand this sort of whole different side to the decks that I create. So that was really a question that, I mean, it still sits with me, you know, we never, we never really know, <laughs> you know, cause people will say, Oh, I love it. But you know, people are not often like in my inbox saying, this is just too different for you. You know? <laughs> well, I love the deck because first of all, it has your, the, the colors that you tend to use. I've got the deck right here in my hands. You know, you have such a unique style and I just love animals. And I think the deck has a playfulness. And I think that's really a good thing because, you know, with the way the universe has been going the last couple of years with the pandemic and all of that, I think people are looking for decks that do have a little bit more lightness to them or a little more joy in them. And this just has a beautiful, again, like you call it playful energy. And it's a joy to work with the deck. You know, the colors are bright. The animals are adorable, especially <laughs> like the tower card, by the way, with that little, uh, what are those animals called? The ones with the stripes on their uh, tails? Lemur. Uh, lemur, that's it. <laughs> I love that little, I love that little tower card. And it, I mean, instead of looking at the big scary tower, you have this adorable little lemur in a dress. I mean, what's not to love about that? <laughs> I think this is so creative and so fun. Um, You know, I think a lot of people are going to enjoy working with the deck. And also the other thing that's nice about this deck is for younger people, like your teenage nephews, um, they're going to find this deck also one that is a joy to work with because it's not all that, you know, serious human business on it. This reminds them that, you know, life is meant to be lived and enjoyed, even when it's not going the way you want it to. So I love that. And I, I, I laughed so much during the creative process of this deck, you know, because when you are choosing bodies and trying to fit animal heads on them, there's a lot of them that look horrible. <laughs> they just like, they don't work at all. And they're the wrong size or the wrong shape. Or, and uh, we have a whole file folder saved of all of the ones that were so ridiculous that made, you know, that made us howl and, Someday I will share those, you know, I just want, you know, I'm going to wait a couple of months, but really like we, I laughed so much during the process. And so I really do hope that it will bring a smile to people's face. You know, that was kind of my mantra when I was creating it, like, let it be joyful, let it be fun, you know, let it, let it kind of bring this, this sense of playfulness into people's lives. And I mean, it's something that I desperately need. (laughs) It will. I mean, I've got my little tower lemur right here and it just, it makes you smile you know, even though it's the tower, it's like, oh my God, yes, there's things are blowing up. But wait a minute, this lemur is so damn cute. 
this book. <laughs> it just gives you different interpretations. And I think also, if you ever do share those cards that didn't work, that might be actually something that gets people thinking and creating all kinds of other uh, wonderful, whimsical new ideas. So uh, I don't know. I think you should share those. I would love to see them. Aww. So the deck is out. And Chrisanne, mm-hmm. where can people buy the deck? And where can people find you and learn more about the amazing creative world that you live in? Well, my website is chris-and with an e.com, chris-and.com. And, you know, if people just want to reach out, I love to, you know, you want to just DM me. I'm on Instagram a lot. My Instagram handle is at pixie curio p-i-x-i-e-c-u-r-i-o and you know just reach out and say hi i love to chat with people and yeah i i'm i'm easy you can find me on there i'm on there a lot (laughs) excellent well people you definitely want to connect with chrisanne and chrisanne i love being able to talk with you and for my listeners if you want to get the tarot of curious creatures you can get them on all the online place on all the online places, of course. And you can also reach out to your local bookstores and metaphysical shops and ask them to carry the deck because, you know, sometimes there's so many decks and books to choose from. Sometimes they need to be told, hey, we want this deck or we want this book in stock. So make sure that you do that. Chrisanne, this has been such a delight. Thank you so much for making time to speak with me today. Thank you for having me. All right, people. Well, that wraps up this episode of Tarot Bites. And you can check out lots more tarot goodness on my website, thetarolady.com. I've got free tarot and astrology lessons, lots of books, hundreds of blog posts, astrological forecasts, and many other good things for you to scope out. I hope you enjoy it. And I want to thank you again for listening. I hope you have an amazing day. And by the way, if you enjoy the podcast, do me a solid. Get on over to iTunes and leave a kind review because that helps more tarot-curious people find their way to tarot bites. And as always, I like to close out by saying, pay close attention to your intuition throughout your day and let it guide you into making brave, excellent choices. Remember that you are always in the driver's seat of your life. You are in charge of your decisions, your plans, the action steps that you take or don't take. You're the boss. And if you don't like where your life is headed right now, you can change that. Nothing is ever fixed in stone. The tarot cards tell a story, but you write the ending.